Happy New Year's and welcome or welcome back. We are your hosts Ellie and Dulce and today we are talking about addictions. But before we get started, we want to wish you all a very wonderful new year. We're welcoming 2024. Yes, we are. And with a new year comes announcements. Mm -hmm. So if you missed last episode, we want to let you guys know that you're actually going to get to see a lot more of us. (laughs) So we're going back to our old schedule of posting every week which is really really exciting because i miss doing all of that so again you know coming this year 2024 you will see us every week now every week on tuesdays at 5 a.m yes ma'am so without further ado let's get started and well just before we get started little cheers oh of course how can we forget (laughs) cheers to a new year cheers to 2024 It's good. Mm-hmm. Any of you wondering, it's not alcohol. It's not. It's some sparkling juice. <laughs> it's apple juice. <laughs> it's really good, though. It is. I didn't think it was going to be that good, actually. Very tasty. Yeah. But anyways, without further ado. So uh, not too long ago, I was I had like a whole epiphany, probably in the shower, because that's usually where they all start. <laughs> right. And I was just thinking about addictions in general mm-hmm. right so i actually ended up writing something about it so i had written what is an addiction addiction isn't identified by its activity but rather the amount of time spent doing said activity we as a society have labeled certain activities as an addiction and it has earned a bad connotation along the way everything and anything can become an addiction As a society, we have deemed alcoholism, drugs, and gambling as an addiction simply because of the kind of activity it is and the immense destruction that can't go unrecognized. But addiction isn't defined by the activity. It's defined by the overuse or overconsumption of the activity. Reading, watching TV, or scrolling through your phone can become an addiction. Going to the gym and obsessing over your health can become an addiction. Work can become an addiction, relationships and isolation can become an addiction. All of these addictions go unnoticed day in and day out simply because it doesn't carry the same connotation as the ones we do notice. An addiction is simply a form of escape. So the question isn't what is and isn't an addiction. The question is, what are we escaping from? So, because we've talked about it in previous episodes, right? How we use certain things as a form of escape right right which is and not necessarily everybody has to agree with this point of view of addictions everybody's entitled to their own point of view but this is just the way that i've learned to perceive addictions Mm -hmm. where i've had several throughout my lifetime right i mean i'm only 24 but i've i've gone through so many like it's been very different things like it's been art it's been the gym it's been reading it's been music it for a time there was alcohol involved in like some other shit but you know um we don't talk about that (laughs) we don't talk about that thankfully those were i think the the most destructive ones which was the alcohol one lasted the shortest amount of time compared to all, all the other ones that one i only tried to escape in it 
for about a few months whereas all the other ones lasted me for years on end Mm -hmm. and and i know like you know art the gym like reading music like all that doesn't sound bad right Right. it sounds like a healthy thing to do Mm -hmm. and while yes it can be healthy doing it for such a long time especially if you're doing it as a hobby and you're practicing and everything and yeah that is a great thing but i was also doing it for other reasons and those reasons being i was trying to escape literally from my reality and everything that i was going through during those times right and that was just my way of coping and by coping it brought me out of my physical world and into some sort of other world where this world was in existence right right and that's that part is what made it so unhealthy that i did it so for so long and so often that i ultimately became so dependent on it to the point where whenever i wasn't doing those activities like whenever i wasn't drawing or whenever i wasn't in the gym i was very unhappy with my life and i just wanted to escape my life all the damn time that i just wanted to go and escape Mm -hmm. you know and that isn't okay like that's not the that's not living right you know like you're alive but you're not really living your life Mm -hmm. you're just going through the motions and that's that's not okay right you know but i mean apart from like some of the things that i've listed what other what um addictions have you gone through i would have to say probably the ones that come to mind is probably music and tv Mm. and candy (laughs) or like (laughs) sugar we were actually talking about this yesterday Mm -hmm. where i don't know if it's necessarily classified as an addiction but i will literally feel it physically if i don't eat enough sugar Mm -hmm. you know like that day i will feel very down i remember when i had this one job that was working outside it wasn't like labor or anything but we were outside the whole day standing up the girl that was training me told me you know because of our conditions we're outside when it's hot because it was in the middle of summer and Mm -hmm. if you live in houston you know yeah and we had a little bit of shade but you're still in the heat and i remember she was telling me you know what do you need like coffee or an energy drink to give you that energy because i know you're probably like feeling down right now especially since you just started and all of us rely on those to like keep us up and i was like well if you give me coffee i'm just gonna have to run to the restroom and if you give me energy drinks i don't know why energy drinks make me go to sleep Mm. they do the complete opposite they get me very sleepy so i was like i don't really know and then she asked me she was like well what do you like consume that gets your energy up i was like candy and she was like okay i got you give me a second she like ran to the store and brought back some candy and i ate it and she was like that's crazy i've never seen someone like react to candy in that way mm-hmm. when you just because i i didn't eat like crazy amounts to get sugar high i just took a couple of bites and i didn't really notice a difference but apparently she did and she was like oh yeah you can tell a difference like your energy is way up (laughs) that's kind of weird that is so when people are like oh you know i need my coffee to wake up in the morning i'm like that does nothing for me it just sends me straight to the toilet (laughs) but if i eat my cereal my oatmeal then i'm good and i think Mm -hmm. it's of the sugar in it yeah which i don't think is the healthiest thing because i my mom gets on my ass a lot about you're gonna get diabetes soon and 
even though I really hope I don't, I wouldn't be surprised because I do eat hella candy. Like you've seen my kitchen. I'm always oh, yes. stocked on candy. I'm always tempted not to eat the candy too. <laughs> even though I literally just ate one before we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing about my house, like it will never be short of snacks and it's always sugary snacks and they're not healthy snacks. And I, I'll admit it, you know, and again, I don't know if it's necessarily classified as an addiction, mm-hmm. but I would say that's probably my number one because I feel like I literally can't live without it. And if mm-hmm. I go days on end without it, it's like all I can think about. And I will literally stop at any store I see to at least give me a little bag of like M&M's. Like okay. I have to have my intake of candy. <laughs> and I say candy, but just sugar in general, honestly. Because if I eat a cookie, I'm fine. Or mm-hmm. cake, I'm fine. As long as it's sugar. Yeah. But when I haven't had it like in a day or two, which is almost impossible. <laughs> but if it were to happen, I have to have my candy. So I'll go into the store and I'll get, like I said, M&M's. Or I love those Airhead. What are they? the ropes yeah airhead ropes yeah yeah yeah. well i don't even think they're airheads but ropes yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> those are good i love them so much <laughs> you know when we go to the movies i always get those yeah and then because i know i'm not gonna finish them i'm like can we share <laughs> and you'll just get like one or two yeah and i'll usually i'll i've gotten better about it but usually before the movie even starts they're gone <laughs> dang i love my candy but that's <laughs> what i would say for me and in general like food can be an addiction yeah food was an addiction for me as well because again i think i've mentioned before like i'm an emotional eater Mm -hmm. so especially if i'm overwhelmed or stressed out and here's the thing the based on how i feel i'll choose to eat certain things so usually whenever i'm like stressed out or overwhelmed like i'll go for something that's really crunchy and my thing when it comes to like crunchy foods like, I'm not a huge fan of chips, but, bro, I love me some Cheez-Its, okay? Some Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its. Oh, my gosh. They're so gross. I it tastes them. like cardboard. No, don't. I don't eat cardboard, but I imagine cardboard and Cheez-Its are the same. <laughs> <laughs> they taste so good. No, like, it's, it's to the point where I've eaten an entire family-sized box in one sitting okay that's a lot it is a lot okay it's a lot of cheese <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh one of the other thing is whenever i'm feeling very like i guess depressed or sad or i'm just very down in general i'll go for something sweet and i'm not i'm not a huge fan of like i'll eat candies right but that's not my go-to like the only times i ever eat candies is whenever i'm at your house <laughs> But outside of that, like, I never really eat candy. Like, mm-hmm. I have candy at home. Do I eat it? Absolutely not. Like, that literally sits there until you come over and you eat our candy. I was about to say, do you know who finishes it, though? <laughs> You're, you, me? You always finish the candy, especially Mexican candy, bro. I, yeah. Don't trust me around Mexican candy. I will finish a whole bag. Yeah. I remember you had finished a whole bag of rellenitos that we had at the house. Like, and then it I had been why- there for, like, a fat minute. And I finish it not in one sitting, but it, I think I did finish it in two days because I spend the night and yeah. I ate some one day and then the rest the next day. Yeah. Which, why am I surprised I've had so many cavities? Because, you know, like it's mm-hmm. soft in the middle, but it's so hard at the end. And I don't have the patience to wait till because you're supposed to suck it till the end mm-hmm. when it's not like the hard candy, you know? Yeah. Like a lollipop. Right. And I get so impatient. I just suck it for a little bit to just like bring it down because i can't bite it straight off the back because it, it's a thick candy mm-hmm. but once i can get it thinner, thinner 
Yeah. And then I just. <laughs> what? I can't do that. <sighs> me los antejaste. I have a. Me los antojaste. I have a whole bowl of them. I, I saw my mom every time anybody goes to Mexico, like when your dad goes, Janet, my mom, I'm like, bring me back the biggest bag you can find of reyerindos. Mm -hmm. Okay, but them holes are good though. So heavy breathing. They're so good. <laughs> <laughs> They're so good. <laughs> but yeah, as far as like sweets, my go to is cookies. Like, let me tell y'all, this addiction on cookies is horrible to the point where. My mom and my sisters will literally hide the box of cookies from me. They're not very good at hiding it because I always find their hiding spots. But, yeah. They, you know you got it bad when your own mom hides the snacks from you. For real. <laughs> like, at one point she tried hiding them. It was in the same, like, I guess, in the same H-E-B bag that she, no. Was it Costco or H-E-B? One of the two, mm -hmm. right? I think one of the two. Well, Costco doesn't come with bags, but like she probably put it in a bag. Anyways, it was like in a plastic bag and she had wrapped it up so that you couldn't really see what was in it. And she put it on top of the Not fridge. only did she hide it, she wrapped it. She wrapped it, <laughs> put it on top of the fridge. Sadly. And I'm really short, so I don't really pay attention to what's on the top of the fridge. But that day I was just looking for something in general. I wasn't looking for the cookies. Okay, guys, I promise. I was not looking for the cookies. We're here scratching your neck. Where the cookies at? I need cookies. I need cookies. <laughs> but I was looking for something in the house and I was looking in the kitchen. And there's some like gabinetes like right on above the fridge mm -hmm. so i was like okay i need to like get on top of the counter so i can like go look in there and i saw the bag right what the hell were you looking for in there because you know those no cabinets idea. never have anything my mom sometimes puts stuff in there that's why i would look in but there. like i feel like that's more storage cause yeah so, so i don't know what the fuck i was looking for you it was your spidey sense you yeah. knew they were up there <laughs> i knew but anyway so like i unwrapped the bag right and it was a box full of cookies and you could see like there was like four or five that someone already had eight and i'm like oh, cookies but i was like wait i'm pretty sure they hid these from me so i literally just grabbed one and i'm like okay they won't notice and i put the rest back <laughs> but no otherwise i will literally eat an entire either it's 18 count on both of them from heb and costco i believe i'm not sure it's either 18 or 24 count but either way i will literally eat the entire 18 count of cookies in one sitting and i used to do that That's so wild. much like after work after like just being this was whenever we were working at chipotle well this is before we started working together mm -hmm. i was working at the other store first on my own and heb was like literally five minutes away and they used to close like a little later they used to close like at 11 or midnight or something like that so i used Pre -COVID. to go yeah <laughs> so i used to drive there and i'd pick up a box of cookies and sometimes ice cream and i'd go home and just like eat it while like watching a movie i wouldn't really always finish the ice cream but the cookies for sure i would finish it you know tempalagabas i always had milk with me oh milk and <laughs> ice cream <laughs> no milk and cookies and then ice cream on the side sometimes ice cream on the side yeah <laughs> bread yeah a whole in 18 general. count though mm -hmm. girl and my sister used to try to hide her ice cream from me too because she'd buy it and 
but she wouldn't eat it that same day like she'd eat, try to eat her ice cream like two three weeks after she buys it but by that time it'd be gone because like it's just sitting there <laughs> that's whenever i hear stories like that i'm so glad i'm an only child because <laughs> bro i would be livid if someone ate my snacks <laughs> and i would i don't know i'd just finish her ice cream and then so she'd get mad so then i'd go and buy her another ice cream and again it'd sit there two three weeks so then i'd eat it again bro <laughs> it's just like how are you gonna buy ice cream and not eat it <laughs> it's like one of those things where like you buy a big old bag of chips but you're not gonna eat it right then and there it's like para cuando se te antoja but like <laughs> why are you not gonna eat like a tiny bit whenever you get it like i understand like if she like like opened it like once every few days and i like, took a few scoops out and like ate it and you then said put like like 10 times right now bruh did you hear yourself no <laughs> i believe you though because with my track record bruh but anyways really begging <laughs> <laughs> i'm for sure a huge emotional eater and again food is literally my escape right so i'm a bored eater you're a bored eater like if i get bored i'm like there's nothing to do i just go eat like mm -hmm. if that entertains me or something gotcha and i feel like that's bad because then my stomach hurts because mm -hmm. i'm not hungry like my body is not asking for it it's just like obviously like more of a mental thing mm -hmm. it's like oh i'm bored let me go but see i'm not like i don't eat straight up meals i snack mm -hmm. i don't know if you've never i don't know if you've ever noticed like especially when you lived with me i'm a huge snacker like i yeah. always have something in my fucking mouth mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said well <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> but no like legit i i'm always chewing on something mm -hmm. like if it's not chips it's popcorn or candy or cereal like there's just always something in my stomach mm -hmm. and then i wonder why i wake up with an upset stomach a lot <laughs> it'll be like 10 11 p.m like on a friday or weekend and i'm fucking snacking on like chips con limoni chile mm -hmm. and luego i get the craving of like sweets so then like i'll scoop myself a bowl of ice cream or pour myself a bowl of cereal i just the amount of things i mix I that don't just sounds like you're just gonna be stuck in the toilet for like hours on end especially around my period bro the amount but of in general like chocolate cravings i get and chile that don't sound like a good mix oh dude when i'm about to be on that my sounds period like that's gonna make your asshole burn no it never does <laughs> maybe because i'm used to it <laughs> i'm used to my asshole burn. No. I'm, <laughs> I'm so used to my asshole burning i don't feel it no more <laughs> that's not what i meant bro talking about assholes burning you know this one time <laughs> i was trying to use wipes right and oh my god dude i didn't know i just grabbed the bag or whatever it was in it turned out to be sanitizing wipes and i'm like why the fuck is this shit burning where was this at your house yeah this was at my house bro but see i've heard of this happen before like they feel different though like the like, texture of alcohol wipes are so different from depending on what kind of brand you get of wipes because there are some like shitty wipes you didn't smell it though like that no they straight up smell like alcohol 
I did because I don't smell like I don't smell like wipes. No, <laughs> but like <laughs> you're not gonna sit there and sniff it. But it's so strong as soon as you take it out of like whatever this one container wasn't it is. for some reason. And it wasn't in like some like Clorox. It didn't say like Clorox for bleach, like in big ass letters. No, but even yeah, I feel like Clorox looks a lot like just regular cleaning wipes because they're mm -hmm. both in those blue packages yeah it was some like off-brand shit oh my gosh so that's why i thought it was like regular wipes at least you know you were hella clean <laughs> and disinfected. i was hella clean and disinfected for sure but yeah that was just uh, anyways going back to your asshole burning not mine <laughs> <laughs> well i was attempting to say mm. was that my stomach is so used to me just putting random shit in it that it doesn't upset it anymore <laughs> not that my asshole is always burning because <laughs> this has been since i was in like middle school since so since my period basically started i crave chile and right after i crave chocolate like in the same sitting basically mm -hmm. so what i do now is i go get my chilaquiles from my favorite restaurant and they're hella spicy so i eat the whole sh the whole bowl and then i either pour myself a bowl of cereal a bowl of ice cream or just finish a whole bar of chocolate mm -hmm. it's so good anyway it sounds good just <coughs> separately you know <coughs> excuse me yeah not back to back yeah it is a weird combination but it's just what i heavily but heavily really crave. do be giving you some like weird ass cravings and shit so I mean, my cravings are always the same. It's always that. And it does upset my stomach here and there if I overdo it. Because there are times wherever I eat, you know, bubulubus? Mm -hmm. You know, I love those. And then they come in a pack. I don't know if you've seen bubulubu minis. And they come in a pack of like 12 or 18. Yeah. So I'll eat my whole bowl of chilaquiles with my carne asada. And then I'll finish the whole bag of bubulubus. Dang. So like a whole box of cookies. Basically. Mm. And then when I do that, then yeah, I'll get chorro the next day. And then I'm like, <laughs> Lord, why me? <laughs> like, I didn't do that to myself the night prior. That's funny. Ah! Yeah. Dang, hella off topic. I know. Well, not exactly. We were talking about food. Mm, food addiction. Food addiction. But it's just that food is like just a coping mechanism. Like, it makes us feel better after dealing with something shitty you know yeah well i mean so. biologically speaking they do certain foods do cause certain chemicals to be released when they're consumed so right. it's not a surprise that people get addicted to them because mm -hmm. or you know use them as an escape or become emotional eaters because especially when you're feeling down like sweets are known to bring out better like you know chemicals in your mouth yeah yeah like diff and then that's also the thing not all foods bring out the same type of chemicals right sweets bring out some you know different ones i need to look it up because i don't know exactly what and mm -hmm. i don't want to say the wrong thing but sweets bring out a certain chemicals i think savory brings out another spicy brings you know and that's why people right. are known to eat certain things when you're feeling a certain way right because they do cause which i think is honestly hella wild mm -hmm. the fact that you can eat something and based off of what it is causes something in your brain right that's that's crazy to me. <laughs> Everything about biology and science blows my mind. And I'm nothing insane. makes sense. <laughs> mm -hmm. For real. There's this one comedian. I forgot his name. He was doing this stand-up comedy, like, 
bit and he was saying how nothing makes sense he was like so you mean to tell me we live on a floating rock in the middle of nothingness and that nothingness is expanding that makes no fucking sense <laughs> anyway i love that bit because it's so fucking funny anyway <laughs> going back to you it you should be a comedian sometimes i feel like i should but then why not i don't know that's that that's uh, that's scary like being put on the spot mm-hmm. but i feel like i maybe would be good at it because i do make everyone al- around me laugh all the time and i'd be saying head ass shit they're just laughing to make you feel better Today <laughs> she just, just told kidding. me my life is a lie just kidding and i'm not funny i don't care if this sounds conceited i know i'm fucking funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're funny Thank you. Funny looking. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, bro. Funny looking and funny, funny. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Both kinds of funny. <laughs> Maybe y'all see me do some stand-up soon. Maybe. Just kidding. I don't know. That's like hella out of my comfort zone. But we did just say that it was a good thing to do. So anyway, not? let's not get into that right now because that's scary and it makes my heart a little jumpy. Speaking of making the heart a little jumpy that used to happen to me a lot with caffeine i used to be addicted to caffeine like it was my that was my water right there and you know what i think about that kind of stuff is that it starts emotionally and mentally and then it becomes a physical thing yeah and it's just like drug dependency mm -hmm. it starts off as you trying to just escape mentally but then I mean, it's still that afterwards. Then you're also adding on the physical aspect. Like, your body is also dependent mm-hmm. on that substance. Yeah. And I think caffeine is one of them. Because for sure. Y'all, y'all be crazy. Y'all really have, like, withdrawals. Like, you, Janet, I your know. dad. Y'all will be in such a bad mood and, like, have a whole migraine because y'all haven't had coffee by, like, 8 a.m. Bro, okay. Like, y'all, Honestly, y'all, that, y'all I'm surprised that <clears throat> part never happened to me. Me having a headache because I don't have caffeine. I've have heard caffeine. you say that, though. When Yes, when we used to spend the night at your dad's. Did I get headaches? Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. I've never gotten headaches from not drinking caffeine. I'll be a bitch, but... <laughs> you sure? Yeah. I'm pretty sure headaches you have said that never your head happened. would hurt. Mm-mm. I've never gotten headaches from not drinking caffeine, but I get really, I get really, really moody if I don't get caffeine. Like, that's wild to me. And I didn't notice it until after I stopped drinking caffeine, all the effects that it had on me. I noticed that it really would, like, increase my anxiety. Like, I would be constantly on edge. But I didn't notice it because, to me, that just became so normal to me. And I started (laughs) drinking. You just thought that was you? Yeah. And... And I started drinking coffee since I was like, I don't know, like a teen. I don't know. I was like in middle school, high school. Because, I mean, I would always drink coffee with my dad every single morning. That's usually where it started. If you know, you know. Yeah, un cafecito. You know? Con el pan dulce en la mañana. Mm-hmm. Every staple breakfast in a mexican household. For sure. <laughs> but, so that's usually where it started. And then afterwards sometimes my mom would make coffee at work so then i'd take a cup from there and i'd drink it on like at school Mm -hmm. and i don't know like after that 
whenever I would have to go into work, especially if I had to work in the morning, like I always had to have coffee with me. Mm-hmm. I take that back. It didn't matter if I worked in the morning or at night. I still had to have coffee with me, you know? Yeah. And I was over consuming caffeine in general. So like uh, once I started working out, I'd take pre-workout. So I take like a whole ass scoop of pre. Okay, but me with that pre workout, that shit was like my crack, bro. Like Ellie was straight up. It felt like she was on cocaine, but it was her workout. Yeah. Every time we would go out to a bar, like we'd be getting ready at <laughs> nine ten, and then we'd be heading out like eleven, and she'd be like, "I'm so tired. Let me go dry scoop my workout," <laughs> and just like. Like, bro, at this point, just start snorting it. Fuck. I know. That's really faster. how much I was doing it. Like, that. It, it literally became my holy girl at that point. Yes. And she was that, like, crackhead friend. Because I would, you know, when we would go out, I would also say, oh, like, I'm sleepy, too. You want some pre-workout? <laughs> like, you want some You want some pre? You want to snort a line? Bruh. You want a dry scoop? <laughs> oh my god you were you were a little crazy with that i really was but so like i drink like a whole scoop right just to go to the gym and then i drink like anywhere between two to three cups of coffee while while i'm at work and if i still had shit to do later on in the day and i was tired i'd either make more coffee or i'd dry scoop some more pre-workout <laughs> And you didn't know why you were always on edge. No. Homegirl, your nervous system was probably screaming. I know. It was, I was, I literally was overdoing it. And I only stopped because I literally had to stop that to the point where I actually got kidney stones because, man, like I fucked up my riñones. I had gotten kidney stones. Luckily, they weren't that bad. Mm-hmm. And they hadn't formed into like a whole big ass stones or anything like that. It was the way the doctor had described it, it was more like sand. That like shit they were still starting hurt. to get there. Yeah. And later on, whenever I went to my naturista, that's like the first thing he had pointed out to me. He was all like, oh, eres bien amante del cafecito. No, no. It's just like maybe <laughs> how you like, know <laughs> yeah and he was like yeah either you're probably gonna have to like let it go or try to like not drink it as much because yeah like your kidneys are like fucked up kind of shit you know and i'm like well fuck <laughs> so like every now and then i'll drink caffeine like i'll have one cup or whatever but for the most part i'll try to if i do like go and order coffee or something i'll try to order it decaf if i can because now that i like stopped drinking coffee whenever i do drink coffee just off of like one cup i get so jittery and like i cannot i couldn't i can't even finish the coffee like with a couple sips i'm already like shaking your ass off yeah i'm like i can't you become a chihuahua yeah that's what my best friend loves to call me (laughs) fucking head ass because i just i'm shaky i've always been that way Mm -hmm. whether i drink because i'm not a big coffee drinker or caffeine intaker yeah maybe it's all the sugar i was about (laughs) to say that i don't know but either way like i'm always shaking Mm -hmm. and sometimes it is very obvious yeah and i remember um my friend my best friend in high school that's when he started calling me he was like you're like a fucking chihuahua because you're mexican you're fucking loud you're tiny and you're always shaking like bitch how do you how do you insult me that many different ways (laughs) that's funny but yeah i still think it was a very clever insult it it is very clever and on point indeed and on point for sure 
But apart from things or things that we like consume or whatever, there's other forms of addictions. Mm-hmm. It can it doesn't have to be like a physical substance. Mm-hmm. It could literally be some sort of like a way that you think or a habit or so- something like that, right? So like one of the habits I, we've already talked about this like so many times in previous episodes of like having a whole negative mentality mm-hmm. how that's just like your norm mm-hmm. and i think that can become and we talked about like the whole thing of depression becoming an addiction at some point because it's your literally your comfort zone yeah that itself can become an addiction because it it serves some sort of purpose for you right but what at what point does it become an addiction like at what point is does it move from just your comfort zone and like what you're used to to that addictive like stage do you know mm, i think that's like a very hard line to draw because it's so easy to blur that line you know between both sides Mm -hmm. because if obviously if you're depressed you're depressed right and but i this is the way that i would perceive it for my own experience okay not necessarily for anybody else's everybody else has their own free will to dictate how that applies to them but for me it was more so that i know that i was kind of getting out of those depressive episodes or that those negative mentalities and i was moving on to better things but it was just that i was so scared of what that would even look like but because i already knew what the whole depression looked like like that was my comfort i would try and go back and escape to that because i didn't want to deal with the what ifs right the whole scared situation of what else could happen if i decide to leave this Mm -hmm. you know that's kind of where mine starts that's where and it's so easy to not notice it right because you're already caught up in your own head and your own emotions that you don't even notice that there even is a line Mm -hmm. so because i wonder what the definition of addiction it's the fact or condition of being addicted i hate when they describe a word using the word yeah so what it says here is the fact or condition of being addicted to a particular substance thing or activity that wasn't very helpful Mm. what is defined as an addiction addiction is when you have a strong physical or psychological need or urge to do something or use something it is a dependence on a substance or activity even if you know that it causes you harm it can impact your daily life mm-hmm. okay so yeah that i feel like that is a very very hard line to determine yeah because what really is the difference between mm-hmm. escaping and being addicted right because i feel like they're both kind of the same Mm -hmm. you know right yeah i do definitely agree and the thing is the most dangerous part about it is the fact that we don't recognize a whole bunch of other shit as an addiction Mm -hmm. like to every like we deem that as normal when really it isn't like yeah it's normalized in society but just because it's normalized doesn't mean that it's normal like it's not healthy right and i think that's the most dangerous part of it because we a lot of us probably have these problems Mm -hmm. or these addictions if you want to call them that but we don't we're not even aware that we have those addictions so it's like 
it's kind of that situation it's like how can you fix a problem whenever you don't even know you have a problem right so it's like you're stuck in this cycle over and over again you're stuck in this problem and you can't get out of the problem because you don't even recognize that it is a problem right and i think that itself is the most dangerous part and it might be an, an an unpopular opinion but i feel like it can even even become more dangerous than the other things that we recognize as an addiction like alcoholism drugs sex gambling all that other shit because we recognize those as addictions and we recognize that those people actually need help so we offer them help Mm -hmm. whereas the people who don't suffer with those kinds of addictions but they suffer for the other addictions that go unrecognized they get no help Mm -hmm. they don't know that they have a problem they don't have a helping hand they don't have that support system to pull them out of those addictions which makes it 10 times harder to get out of it compared to not having any kind of support any kind of help that the other groups have right you know i mean you did say that in the very beginning that the ones that we think of immediately are drugs alcohol gambling and sex they're the ones that are most known so yeah when it's other things it's just it's a bad habit Mm -hmm. or maybe you're lazy because the one i don't know why my mind always goes to like tv Mm -hmm. whether it be like a movie shows but you're just addicted to tv and it can be super harmful as well because just like in the definition it just gets in the way of your daily life Mm -hmm. it affects your daily stuff meaning you may not do your daily chores you may not do your daily goals Mm -hmm. your it does it prevents you from progressing in life right yeah and it may not be as harmful as far as like drugs where Mm -hmm. it may not necessarily kill you Mm -hmm. the way drugs does but that doesn't mean it's not affecting you right or Mm -hmm. i mean it's not fair to compare either because they are two very different scales you know you can't compare like drugs to watching tv Mm -hmm. but they do both have their negative effects Mm -hmm. and it's not safe to see one as not bad right because i feel like when a lot of people see it that way and you may tell them oh you're addicted to this they're like well at least i'm not addicted to drugs yeah at least i'm not addicted to alcohol and Mm -hmm. it's like yeah you're not wrong you could be addicted to way worse stuff but that doesn't mean you don't have an issue right that doesn't mean you don't have a problem that you need to fix or work on Mm -hmm. or at least be aware of because people don't even want to admit it it's like right i think that kind of a little off topic but i think that also goes with remember when we talked about like ptsd Mm -hmm. we always think ptsd is like exclusively only for soldiers right who experience war and death and like horrible things Mm -hmm. and don't get me wrong they probably are on different levels we may not have it like they do to the you know extent extent that they do that doesn't mean a regular civilian can't suffer from it right it's kind of the same it's just thing. on a different spectrum as of how it's experienced right mm-hmm. it doesn't take away from either but i do think one is a little you know worse than the other but again it's like comparing oranges to apples right they're both fruit but they're different right <laughs> and we definitely don't think as a society that other thing other than those four that we mentioned right. can be addictive mm-hmm. and i i think i even forget in my own life yeah like i said i yeah. view it more as Oh, this is just a bad habit. Yeah. But I think it does go beyond that because there are times where it gets in the lo- in the way, at least for me personally, mm-hmm. it gets in the way of my personal life because it prevents me from being my better self. It prevents me from doing things I got to do because 
I got to get my daily dosage of Netflix, yeah. Hulu, mm-hmm. Max, whatever it may be, you know? Yeah. Like, I got to get my daily dosage. Mm-hmm. Especially when I really get into a TV show. Everyone. Gotta watch my TV. Literally. <laughs> and, like, I'll be at work just thinking of the show. I'll be showering mm-hmm. just thinking of the show. Like, I don't know if you've ever done it. Like, I'll watch TV on my phone while I'm in the shower. Oh, facts. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't think I've ever done it in the shower because I cannot shower without music. Mm-hmm. So, that's always my break from anything because I have to. I don't know if that's an addiction, but <laughs> I, I have to shower with music. I mean, you know me. Yeah. I have to. And if I don't, it just does not feel right. And I feel like it's, I almost feel like I'm not clean mm-hmm. if I don't jam. Okay. That don't sound very normal, but <laughs> it is what it is. I have to have a concert to know that I'm clean. Exactly. If Like, not, I know this song lasts like four minutes, so that means I got to scrub my body for four minutes. <laughs> Would you believe me if I tell you that's how I time my showers? Are you serious? Yeah, I'm like, okay, how many songs have been playing? Okay, it's a, it's been about six or seven. Each song averages out about four minutes. So if it's been seven songs, four minutes each, it's been about 28 minutes. So I'm like, okay, I've been in here about 30 minutes. I need to start like getting ready to leave. <laughs> and I do that every single time. Well, not every single time. When I know I have time, like I don't really care. But like when I'm on a crunch, I don't put alarms. I don't like keep checking my phone for the time. I time it out by songs. Or like before going in, I'm like, okay, un ejemplo. I got 45 minutes to shower. That gives me about 10 songs. What the And then fuck? I keep track of how many songs have been playing. Oh, hell no. <laughs> what? I just, I literally but, put an alarm. Really? Yeah. I don't. I put an alarm if I have to like, if I'm, scr- if I'm crunched on time. Mm-hmm to shower then y'all put an alarm Mm-mm. and then as far as like i stopped watching tv while i'm in the shower because last time i did that my phone slipped and <laughs> it fell into the water and ellie yeah, stays no. fucking up her phone oh my god bro i can't with this girl this one time at band camp this one time we were working and it was literally two days after i had gotten my brand new phone and I was trying to listen to music while I was doing the dishes and the thing that I had the the little tub that I had my phone in fell and it fell into a bucket a big ass tub of sanitizer so like, not even just like pure water no sanitizer alcohol and my music was still playing you just see bubbles coming out of like the little speakers of the phone i'm like what the fuck and we dumped her we dumped her phone in a bowl of rice yeah like hoping a miracle would work but mm-hmm. no it was like fucked up after that right um no after a few days it came back normal like it, it was it was fucked up because like, didn't you week. have to get a new one shortly after that no oh might have been another time then excuse me no after that no like it after like a week or something like that the noise came back normal Mm -mm. it went back to normal yeah but yeah she's day dropping her phone in in liquids thankfully i haven't done that to this one (laughs) because i feel like you're always telling me you dropped it into something (laughs) like again like how do you even put yourself in those predicaments this would have been the perfect episode to bring justin this is literally Mm -hmm. his specialty addictions Mm -hmm. that's that's what his specialty is justin we're gonna bring you we're gonna do a part two of this episode and we're gonna bring you into this we're gonna get an expert next time because yes we're no experts and we say that either before or after every episode this Mm -hmm. is just based off of our personal experiences our opinions Mm -hmm. and our google abilities (laughs) yes so do not take our word as like a diagnosis or anything like that Mm -hmm. take it with a grain of salt 
and pick the best parts for your own life right but so i saw this thing that i think would be really interesting to bring up where you know how we were saying how do you define that line between it's just a bad habit it's just what you do what you're comfortable with or is it an addiction Mm -hmm. so there are actually four elements that psychologists use to diagnose an addiction and it's the four c's and those are compulsion craving consequences and control those are all unique to addiction alone okay and that's basically what they use to classify an addiction yeah where that line is blurred okay so i'm just gonna again no expert i'm just reading an interesting article that i found and it just has like a little explanation for both so for compulsion it says that compulsion means that an an individual has an absolute and overpowering urge to feel their addiction the behavior may start impulsively but as the addiction grows it becomes a compulsive habit by not partaking in the habit agonizing anxiety occurs affecting all other behaviors Mm -hmm. so it's literally those things where you almost can't function if you don't do it yeah like you're just like me with coffee for a fat ass fucking minute (laughs) i remember whenever i used to go into work and before i would have my coffee like i would just look dead right yeah and this one time my supervisor at that time his girlfriend had uh took him to work and so she he was trying to like introduce me to her and whatnot but i was just like half asleep and i said hi to her but like my like my mind was just like not there and i was just like i'm sorry like i'm not awake yet (laughs) i need to have my coffee (laughs) yeah i need to have my coffee so then i went back up and i had my coffee and then afterwards i'm like okay now i feel good (laughs) And it's kind of interesting because you did say that that's when you notice like you your anxiety was way up. And literally in this explanation, it says agonizing anxiety occurs. Mm -hmm. So you may perceive it as, oh, you're just anxious about life, but you're actually anxious about the substance Mm -hmm. because it's like, oh, my gosh, I haven't had it. And you just like you said, all antsy and you're just not you. Yeah. And for sure it doesn't it's not exclusive to just illegal substances right (laughs) it could be to just about anything right so So, craving the urge to feel fuel the addiction becomes as demanding as hunger pain mimicking a physical need it feels like it is vital for survival me with sugar (laughs) (laughs) this urge often manifests as restlessness insomnia and lack of appetite Mm hmm that's that's crazy like it that's crazy it really messes you up yeah and again doesn't just have to be like hardcore drugs it could be caffeine Mm -hmm. sugar like it could literally be anything right and we're just talking about physical substances but it could be psychological things where like Mm -hmm. tv i know it sounds crazy but i mean i've been there where i'm like oh my god like it's all i'm thinking about and i'm like yeah tv 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 and i can't even do the task that i'm trying to do the right way because all Mm -hmm. i'm thinking is I need to get this done so I can go sit down and watch my TV. Yeah. (laughs) You know? (laughs) But so for consequences, it says even when negative consequences become apparent, the behavior continues. Consequences of addiction include relationship, work, legal, and money problems. Mm, Yeah. Because even after I got the kidney stones, I still kept drinking coffee. (laughs) She said, fuck my kidneys. I need my coffee. (laughs) And I think that's a really obvious one. Like, Mm -hmm when addictions are a problem it 
you don't care what yeah like i guess that's for me with diabetes luckily i have not been diagnosed with it but Mm -hmm. um maybe i say that because i haven't been diagnosed but it's like yeah fucking diagnose me will that make me stop no No. i will (laughs) die eating sugar (laughs) bury me with sugar with candies remember when i told when i told you i wanted to be buried with a bowl of chilaquiles yeah (laughs) your mom got mad yes bro she gets mad about everything i say i want for my funeral like how you gonna get mad about what i want (laughs) at my funeral i told her i wanted wayne music to play at my funeral that sounds like you that would be a complete dulce funeral like i want Mm -hmm. i don't want y'all to be sad i mean of course you're gonna be but like also celebrate my life and what better way than with wayne music Mm -hmm. like wayne music always makes me feel alive Mm -hmm. but anyway (laughs) moving on to the last c which is control so right here it says control of when or how the individual feels their addiction is lost oftentimes in the early stages of addiction an individual will try to cut down or eliminate the behavior this is impossible when the lack of control stage of addiction is reached and then at the bottom it says the four c's model is a simple approach to determine if someone's dealing with an addiction if an individual is experiencing the four c's of addiction it is important to consult a healthcare professional who specializes in the field of addiction for an assessment so of course it's very good to take that first step of realizing what's going on but you have to have that diagnosis of a professional right who can really help you not only to make it an official diagnosis but to give you the tools to get over that right because at the end of the day no matter what it is it's going to affect you in your life and in your everyday things you have to do and in my opinion the most important your relationships yeah because then you start pushing people away you isolate yourself and that only makes the addiction worse Worse, for sure because then you're like well no one loves me the Mm -hmm. only thing i have is my addiction like Mm -hmm. it's the only thing that won't leave me that's not true Mm -hmm. it's just ultimately you pushing people away because there's only so much people can handle right not so much because they don't love you or they don't want to be there with you but you also have to understand you being a certain way affects other people for sure they not be they may not be able to handle it mentally because you can't expect to have someone be there for you to the point where it breaks them. Right. Because now you got two broke people. And how does that work? It doesn't. doesn't. <laughs> right. So I thought that was interesting. The four mm-hmm. C's. And it seems simple enough, but still very hard to distinguish that line. For sure. I think that's up to like yourself to decide whether you think it's an addiction for yourself or not. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, I mean, you know yourself best right Right. you know what's going on you you're the one that's most likely to know what's going on in your head you're the person that's more than likely to understand why you're doing the things that you're doing and such things like that right a while back i was taking a psychology class and the professor she had gone over a an addictive personality so an addictive personality is a personality that is more likely to become addicted to something this can include someone becoming extremely passionate about something and developing an obsession or fixation right so the way that she this is the wild thing about any professor that's in the realm of like the field of psychology i feel like they're most of them if not all of them have some of their own shit going on in their head and they'll talk about it in class and everything 
And so then the way that she, whenever she was telling us about it, she was like, I never tried hardcore drugs because I know that I have an addictive personality and I knew that if I had tried it, I was going to be hooked instantly. I don't know where I was going with that. But anyway, <laughs> right. I feel like in general, I have a very addictive personality because I feel like that description kind of applies to that same thing of course like it comes to certain things mm -hmm. right it, i won't get like addicted to like literally anything and everything i think it has some sort of <laughs> you're addicted to addiction <laughs> i'm addicted to addiction well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but like i'll i'll have like obviously not everything interests me so i'm not going to be addicted to every single thing that i come across by mm -hmm. right but there's i can become easily addicted to some sort of thing so whenever i picked up my art like i basically became my whole identity because that's all i was doing right and that kind of thing mm -hmm. and i tend to do that i've done that so many times throughout my life just with different kinds of things mm -hmm. right so whenever it was in my art i was becoming a whole gym rat you know like and so forth like the the addiction changes each time mm -hmm. but it's like i give it my all every single time and i don't know so i feel like i'd be the same way too that if i were to try like some hardcore drugs instantly instantly hooked. so i wouldn't try it i don't know that just made me think of whenever people say that weed is a gateway drug and that if you do weed, like, eventually it's not going to be enough. And then you're going to want to do hardcore, hardcore drugs. Mm -hmm. It made me think of that because I feel like that's not true. Mm -hmm. And if you did think weed wasn't enough, you were just a crackhead at heart from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just always wanted more mm -hmm. than what weed was. And so when you tried weed or when you started doing weed, you're like, fuck this shit. This shit's weak. Yeah. <laughs> I want more. <laughs> and then you started doing hardcore stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, I think it's so funny that people think weed is a gateway drug and that anybody who has ever done weed will eventually do like a heroin mm -hmm. or even cocaine. Yeah. Like, I, I personally don't think that. No. And I don't know. What you said made me think of that. I mean, I think it can apply to some people because, I, I mean, obviously, if people, someone who started out with weed and then increased down to like some hardcore drugs, then obviously that was their gateway. But I don't think that applies to every single person because some people or a lot of people, they just stick to that and that's it. Right. You know, see, that's what I'm at least again, personal opinion. I mm -hmm. just think they were already a crackhead at heart. <laughs> <laughs> they just hadn't gotten there yet. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, well, I guess then it would be a gateway drug because maybe they always wanted to try the hardcore drugs, but they were too scared because it's like they're hard and you're jumping straight off the bat into that. And mm -hmm. weed is the more mellow one. So it's like your start off point. And then, so it's like the baby steps. Right. You start off with weed and then you go somewhere else because you're already used to being under the influence. Mm -hmm. But again, I feel like that just makes you a crackhead at heart. <laughs> like you started already wanting to do more. Right. But you wanted to start with something more simple, mm -hmm. which is weed or like alcohol. And then you move on to shit. Yeah. I don't know. I just... But that's a whole other conversation. Let me not go on a rant because <laughs> we will stay here for a whole other 45 minutes of yeah. just talking about it. <laughs> but for sure, next time that we have this kind of episode, I'm for sure going to bring my best friend Justin 
or I'm going to bring him in because he is a special, he is a licensed therapist who specializes in addictions. So I think his take on this whole thing would be perfect. Oh, absolutely. You know? Someone who's educated in mm-hmm. it. Who, and a professional. Who works in it. So mm-hmm. he's seen a lot of things. And obviously with experience comes yeah. wisdom and knowledge. Mm-hmm. And like I said earlier, we're no experts. All of this is based off of opinions, personal experiences mm-hmm. and our google ale yeah he'll be all, he will be our google for the day yes <laughs> <laughs> and we can be his clients in a session like he can do some addiction therapy on us and expose he'll expose us oh not the exposing <laughs> he's gonna be calling us calling blah, 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 calling us out on our shit it's okay because we kind of low-key already know right yeah mine's sugar and tv mine's food what is in my addiction at this point, bro? So <laughs> let's end the episode with our with our individual diagnosis. <laughs> hi, El- hi, my name is Ellie and I'm an addict. <laughs> See, and that's another thing. Like we try to make it lighthearted, but at the same time, I feel like it has become such a joke uh-huh. that no one takes it seriously. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, haha, I'm a sugar addict. Or like, ha, 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 I'm a caffeine addict. But mm-hmm. it's just like, no, like, don't don't put the ha, ha. You really yeah, are an addict. addict. <laughs> For real. And I feel like that, I mean, that's with a lot of things in life, I For think. Sure. Like, we've been so desensitized to mm-hmm. a lot of shit because the world is just so upside down right now that mm-hmm. a lot of things are just like haha it is what it is type mm-hmm. thing but at the same time i don't see it as such a bad thing because the world's already kind of like a shitty place and i am a huge fan of like dark humor anyway so it's just like not everything needs to be so serious like add some hahas in there just to <laughs> throw it in there and make the moment a little bit lighter you know Bruh, i feel like i'm the master of haing dark shit yeah <laughs> we'll literally be having a hella like deep conversation (laughs) and like we're over here crying and then out of nowhere we just start cracking jokes yeah (laughs) i have a bad habit of doing that with people i'm not cool Mm -hmm. like super cool with them yeah and i'll crack a joke and then i'm like oh fuck (laughs) and then they just like kind of look at you like the thing and then i just gotta tell them i'm like i'm sorry i'm just i i joke about everything Mm-hmm. and i've had a few people tell me that they're like bro you can't take shit seriously and i'm like i'm sorry <laughs> it's all the trauma okay it's how i cope with mm-hmm. life everything has to be a joke yes i think that's why i'm a head ass <laughs> probably because everything has to be a joke mm-hmm. and that's why i like the show the type of shows that i like you know that makes sense like, that makes sense. big mouth that's or, a good show right now i'm into like harley quinn mm-hmm. like the type of movies i like which yeah you know those type of movies which is like neighbors like just those head-ass comedies mm-hmm. that a lot of people are like those are stupid and i'm like they're fucking funny. that's why they're funny because they're stupid they, they take them too serious like mm-hmm. it's not a cinematic masterpiece it's just meant to take you out of this world as far as taking your mind off of shit right. and just making you laugh mm-hmm. i love those but yeah anyway <laughs> <laughs> that's a little problem with me so I actually have a little question for you. Ooh, maybe I have an answer. Okay, so I did a little Google search and I found the top 10 most addictive behaviors. Ooh. So do you want to take a guess at what the top 10 are? Well, for sure, I think drugs. This one, so this one is not including drugs and alcohol. So 
besides that because obviously those are obviously the top ones oh shit so i gotta think of 10 without drugs and alcohol Mm -hmm. okay gambling that is number four okay sex number one Ooh la la (laughs) just kidding that's not good (laughs) (laughs) caffeine Mm, that one's not on this one hmm food eating that is seven number seven I mean, I did see this one, porn. Would that be considered sex? It has it as two different things. Okay. Because I feel like that is two different things because, I mean. Yeah. That makes sense. Because one is the action itself, and I feel like other people are not necessarily addicted to the action, but they're addicted to watching. Right. Um, Okay, so porn. How many have I guessed already? Five? One, uh, one, two, three. Just three? Yeah, you said sex, porn, sex, porn, eating, eating, gambling. Oh, four. Okay. Um, what else? Crying. <laughs> I'm addicted to crying. <laughs> I can't stop crying. <laughs> when I'm not crying, all I can think about is crying. <laughs> I need to cry today. I haven't had my daily cry. <laughs> Headassery. <laughs> Gym? Mm-mm. Fitness? No. Music? Mm-mm. TV shows? Movies? No. What else are people addicted to? Fuck. So, number two is shopping. Retail mm, therapy. Okay. You know, number three is collecting or hoarding. Ah, okay, okay. And number number six is risk risk taking so like our adrenaline junkies mm. i feel like i could fall I'm like i'm i don't think i fall under it but i feel like if i <laughs> could I have my adrenaline today like i love <laughs> like i love adrenaline rushes dude like that's why okay she likes the- when her stomach comes out of her ass <laughs> literally <laughs> but like all like whenever we go to like carnivals and shit like i always want to get like on the biggest one so like the last time that we went to the rodeo i got on the slingshot by myself Mm -hmm. yeah she tries to get me in there but there's certain ones where i love rides and Mm -hmm. roller coasters but there's certain ones where (sighs) i just hate that feeling of your ass coming out of your i mean your stomach coming out of your ass bro that's like i don't know like i love that feeling whenever you're in a roller coaster and you're like falling backwards i'm like like that's whenever i feel like my literally my stomach or my heart is coming out of my ass i love that feeling like for me it depends like you know the the joker ride at six flags on that one you're really high and at one point you're falling backwards that Mm. one i enjoy but like the really really tall one that just has like one and two at the end at the rodeo yeah see that one's too much so for me it depends what kind of ride that one's like my favorite one at the rodeo low-key that one i like that one better than the slingshot really yeah Maybe you are an adrenaline junkie because she even gets disappointed at certain adrenaline right. shit. Yeah. You're like, mm, not I, enough. Yeah. <laughs> like sometimes I get on the rest. I'm like, yeah, it was fun. But like, where's the adrenaline? Like, I want more adrenaline. <laughs> I want my stomach to come out of my ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the next one is work. So all the workaholics. Mm, okay. And the next one is gaming. Mm. these are so obvious yeah why didn't i think of anything and then the last but not least i think i'm a 
I'm an addict of this one too. Internet surfing or scrolling through your socials. Because I literally be staying up until like 4 or 5 a.m. Just like doom scrolling through my phone. Knowing that I have to be up at like 7 or 8 a.m. It's like, bitch, what the fuck are you doing? And I feel like that one has probably become the most normalized and we don't even think about it. Mm -hmm. That's crazy because I never thought it could be an addiction. I always thought it's just a super bad habit. Right. I mean, it makes sense because a lot of the times, maybe we've all been through that where it's like, oh my God, I haven't had my daily dose of social media. Yeah. I know that happens to me a lot, Mm -hmm. especially because I watch a lot of like comedy on there. Again, I always go back to comedy and I have to have my daily dose of comedy. Mm -hmm. Bro, if you are looking to watch new comedians, Jeff Akuri, I think is his last name. (sighs) He's so funny. (laughs) I love him. I need to go watch him. He's going on tour, but he's not coming here. Mm. I hate, you know, when you want to see that one person, whether it be a like artist, you know, musician or comedian, whatever it may be, yeah. and they start touring and they don't go to your city. Yes, that pisses me off. I know. <laughs> Jeff, come to Houston. <laughs> Anyways, oh, but I did want to say that to keep in mind, if you are Catholic, because we are too so i don't know if you really participate in this but i did this last year because i did have an extreme i still do but i my obsession started last year with chilaquiles and i was spending hella money like i was literally going every other day Mm -hmm. to buy chilaquiles for my favorite restaurant and so actually what i did with that was during lent season you know cuando es lent because i forgot what it's called in spanish adviento no that's advent when it's lent you give up something for 40 days and you're supposed to choose something that is hard for you to give up that way it's like more meaningful and my dumbass <laughs> decided to do chilaquiles last year because i was like okay this is like really bad i need a one cut down on how much i'm spending and it's gonna be hard for me so in our faith the way we see it is the harder it is for you the more god will take it into like not consideration but the more he'll appreciate it Mm -hmm. because it's hard for you to do like you can't just pick something that you already don't do because what's what's the work in that so anyway so i gave up chilaquiles for those 40 days i swear it felt like 40 years and but it actually helped because after those 40 days were done my obsession wasn't as intense Mm -hmm. because i had a break and i felt like the more time went the more i wouldn't even really think about it gotcha and so i wanted to bring that up to keep in mind again if you are catholic and you practice or even if you don't just try the fasting we call it fasting but it doesn't necessarily have to be with food like um i've given up watching like a lot of tv before i've given up cursing like when i was in middle school Mm -hmm. uh one of the things i gave up or tried to do less of was cursing because the whole purpose is for you to become a better person Mm -hmm. do something that one you love and it's gonna be hard for you but ultimately it's supposed to be something that you're wanting to let go anyway right so doing those 40 days like cold turkey is supposed to help you in the long run to be able to like do it less and less gotcha so if you're wanting to do that that's also a good time to try it out and Mm -hmm. let's say you're wanting to give up watching tv and you don't have to do it like full-on cold turkey no tv for 40 days but you can do maybe an hour a day Mm because normally you do five hours so you're gonna cut it down to one hour Mm -hmm. or like for me chilaquiles but i gave it up all together like i couldn't eat it at all those 40 days i've given up like chocolate before like just whatever it is that you're wanting to kind of 
get better at right you can do that for lent and i believe hmm. lent is about to come it's right after fat to fat wednesday okay i think right it's fat wednesday or fat tuesday i, no I think idea. it's fat no it's fat tuesday because then ash wednesday is when it starts so ash wednesday is when lent starts gotcha. lent starts because um el miércoles de cenizas okay and again that's in the catholic faith even if you're not catholic like if you're wanting to participate just to help you with bad habits i just think it's a really good thing all around to yeah. do because it does help i might try it actually yeah and it's supposed to give you not the best way to word it but it's supposed to give you brownie points with god <laughs> gotcha just a little tip if any of you out there forgot because i know a lot of us especially us youngins like we may have grown up in the catholic faith and like we consider ourselves catholic but we don't practice mm -hmm. and we forget a lot of like the mandatory celebrations and the different things that the catholic church has always done and will continue to do because we just don't practice mm -hmm. so i just wanted to bring it up in case anybody forgot if you have an addiction and obsession that you're wanting to kind of calm down with it's a good time to try it out and then mm -hmm. it's coming up so yeah and then also do want to make this point that obviously if you want to you can wait but you don't have to wait until that day right right yeah you can use kind of the same structure right maybe not necessarily celebrating it or practicing in it because i know not everyone you know is that but yeah using mm -hmm. the same structure of give it up for 30 40 days, days 40 days mm -hmm. 50 days like you set up a time for yourself yeah and also just like with anything make it realistic for like sure. if it's something you have to do every day don't just like try to cut it cold turkey mm -hmm. just like i said if you do it five hours a day try to do it just one a day mm -hmm. you know like just limit it right but if you can't stop cold turkey like you can do it you're not gonna die right <laughs> like for me with the chilaquiles i wasn't gonna die mm -hmm. i was it did make me cry twice did it i was craving it so bad and i started to cry because i was like i'm not gonna <laughs> like i really i was really trying to do good at it you know like mm -hmm. i don't want to cheat like like i just want to do it and i just started crying because i wanted it so bad but i know i wasn't going to mm. that's how bad that obsession was <laughs> dang i i was crying because i couldn't eat chilaquiles i don't think i've had an obsession like that yeah but anyway <laughs> i think that's a good point to end it on yes and again happy new years and we hope that you welcome 2024 with open arms yes y con eso muchas gracias por haber estado aquí con nosotros en este episodio and make sure to follow us on all socials to stay up to date on our latest news and announcements and you can find us at soul sisters lunch and we'll see y'all back here in, t in one week yes. now because we'll, you'll be seeing us here weekly now weekly. so yes. we'll see y'all then bye